All right, good morning. All right, open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 12. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 12. Pastor, thank you again for the opportunity. I love preaching. I love getting to preach and proclaim God's word, and uh, it's an honor. And the uh, title of my message this morning is also a question that I am that I am going to ask you. So Proverbs 12, 15 the Bible says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto wise counsel, or excuse me, he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. When I ask you a question today, are you a fool? Are you a fool? The Bible has a lot to say about fools and foolishness, and uh, none of it's good. Not one, not one bit of it. So we're going to pray, and we're going to look at how a fool lives, what a fool looks like, what makes you a fool this morning. Father, we love you, and Lord, I thank you so much, uh, Lord, for Calvary Baptist Church, Lord, for this school, and for the opportunity to preach your word, and Lord, I just ask you this morning to be with the message, and may you prick hearts, and may you show us, Lord, if we are being foolish in any area of our life, and may we give that up to you today, and uh, we just ask you to bless in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Fool is defined as one who is destitute of reason or the common powers of understanding. It's also defined as someone who is an idiot. A fool. Now, does anybody in here say, Brother Frank, when I grow up, I want to be an idiot? Raise your hand. I want to be a fool. I want everyone to know me as a fool. Anybody? No. Now, most people don't grow up and have aspirations and dreams of being fools and foolishness, but... Unfortunately, a lot of people grow up and live a life of foolishness. They live a life that is destitute of reason. And let me tell you, if we've ever lived in a time where foolishness abounds, it is today. Everywhere you look, it's just foolishness and wickedness everywhere. Foolishness and wickedness everywhere. And all the things of God are being pushed aside to allow foolishness to rise up. It's almost as if the, the world wants foolishness to be normal. And it's becoming normal, by the way. And what you and I believe and what we preach behind this pulpit is, well, it's always been unpopular, but it's becoming more and more unpopular every single day. Satan is at work, and he's fooling even Christians today. And so in Psalm 5, the Bible says this about fools, just in case you thought maybe you wanted to be one. Psalm 5, verse 5 Bible says, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. That's a scary thing. I want to stand in the sight of God. I want his light to shine upon me. I want to serve him. I want to be used of him. But if I'm going to choose to live a foolish life, God cannot use me. Psalm 69 and verse 5, the Bible says, O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. If you're living a foolish life, you might be able to hide it from everybody else in here. You might be able to put on the face, but you better know that God sees your foolishness. He knows your sins, and you are not fooling God. And so I want to start here with uh, some of the characteristics of a fool, some of the things that the Bible says makes you a fool. So I want you to turn to Psalm 14. Psalm 14. I have a lot of scripture this morning. Psalm 14, 1. 
The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works, and there is none that doeth good. Number one, the characteristics of a fool is they deny the existence of God. Fools deny the existence of God. And what blows my mind is some of the things that people who deny the existence of God push and actually believe. I mean, I'm still seeing people driving around with masks on in their car by themselves. That's foolishness. They are still believing in this danger that doesn't exist. There are people that believe that if I decide today that I am a woman, that I am all of a sudden a woman. That's foolishness. That's sin. And it's not funny. People actually believe that. There are people fighting for that foolishness. As just as hard as we are fighting to push righteousness and holiness, they are pushing that foolishness. People, there are people that believe the earth is flat. There are people that believe anything. And they hate, they hate the idea that a God exists because they don't want their foolishness to be known or they don't want their foolishness to be exposed as wrong. They love and enjoy believing a lie and living in foolishness. They love their lifestyle and the thought that a God exists that would tell them they, that would tell them that they are wrong. Oh, they hate that. And so they push and they push for the denial of God, but they're wrong. And no matter what they believe about God, they can deny his existence all they want. They will stand before a holy God one day, and they will answer for that foolishness. And you might be in here in a Christian school, and you might be putting on a, uh, a really great show. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're in here today, and you don't believe in the existence of God. Maybe you think, man, you know what? My parents put me in this school. I don't believe all this stuff. You're a fool. That's what the Bible says. You're a fool. You deny the existence of God. You deny the existence of God. Number two, I'm not going to have you turn to all of these because I want you to pay attention, but in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Number two, a fool despises instruction and knowledge. Fools hate to learn the truth. And if you're a fool, you hate what's going on right now. You hate sitting under the teaching and preaching of God's word. You hate learning about God, the thought of going to church, the thought of opening up your Bible and studying, the thought of uh, sitting under preaching just despises. Man, man, you hate it because you're a fool. And my question to you this morning is, are you a fool? And so I want you to ask yourself, do you hate sitting under the preaching of God's word? Do you deny the existence of God? Do you absolutely despise when somebody shows you something from the word of God when pastor Shifflett stands up here and preaches or one of the missionaries stand up here and they preach the word of God do you despise it do you hate God's word because if you do the Bible says you're a fool and that's a serious thing that's one of the characteristics you're a fool you hate knowledge Proverbs 10 1 number 3 it says, a wise son maketh the glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Number three, a burden to your parents. You know, you won't understand this until you are parents yourself, but you never stop thinking about your kids. Never. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. I go through my work day all day thinking about my children, thinking about how can I be a better dad? How can I have a 
godlier home? How can I have more righteousness in my home? How can I make sure that my children turn out for Christ? That is number one priority for Frank Bell. How can my children turn out for Christ? How can I make sure they choose to live this Christian life all the days of their life? How can I keep them protected from sin and wickedness? How can I keep them out of this world? I think about that constantly, Pastor. I think about it all of the time. It means that much to me. I think about it. I pray about it. I worry about it because there's so much danger out there because I don't want my children to end up being a burden and a disgrace to all the things that they have been taught. And the Bible says here, a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Your parents, and I know a lot of your parents in here, have worked so hard to give you not just a Christian education, but to teach you how to live a life that is different than just about every other life that you'll ever see. Teach you what it is to love God and serve God. Teach you what it is to live a life of sacrifice and holiness and righteousness. And many of you, look at me, Many of you will make the decision one day to turn away from all of this, walk out those doors on graduation day, maybe even before then, and live a life contrary to everything you've ever learned, and you will become a burden and a heaviness to your parents, and you will in turn become a fool. Raise your hand if you want to be a burden to your parents. If you want to hurt your parents, go ahead, raise your hand. Be honest. No. Nobody says that, but in actions, you do it. You've been given so much, Calvary Baptist School. You were in a small minority of people that hear some of the greatest preaching on the planet on a regular basis. And I don't think, I don't think you understand that sometimes. I don't think, or I think we take it for granted how much preaching and how much teaching and how much knowledge we are given here on a weekly basis. Everything you learn is from a Christ-centered perspective. You've been given the tools to live the greatest Christian life possible. And many of you will turn your backs and walk away from that. For what? Don't be a burden on your parents. They want you to live that life. They put you here for a reason. Choose to live that life. Number four, oh, Proverbs 12, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Fools always think they're right. Well, you can go on the internet and find YouTube videos of people uh, at abortion clinics and all these transgender movements, and you cannot talk to them in any way, shape, or form. They will scream at you, yell at you. They will do anything to keep you from speaking because they believe they're right, they think they're right, and any opposition to what they consider truth, they shut down. They think they're always right. And let's bring it down to your level. Your parents tell you something. They say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is foolish. Hey, you're hanging out with that friend who's not going to encourage you to live for God. You should break that off. Mom, you don't understand. I'm being a blessing to him. I'm the one that's going to bring him or her into church. Oh, really? How often does that happen? Anybody who's been in church? Almost never. Hanging out with people who don't love God. Hanging out with uh, people giving all your time to people who are in the world and love sin. Never. Your parents try to tell you how to live a, a right and holy and separated life. And you balk and you stiffen up. No, I know better than you. Fools think they're always right. Number five. And here's how you really know if you're a fool. Proverbs 13 says, Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. Know what makes someone a fool? 
when they're full of wickedness and sin, and they just lay it out for everyone to see. They're not ashamed. They are unashamed. They're unashamed. That's the point. They're unashamed. They lay it out for everyone to see. They don't care what you think. They think it's funny. They love to mock everything. They do not care, and that makes you a fool. When you know the truth, and you choose to lay open your folly and and live in sin and wickedness in front of everybody with no shame, you're a fool. Number six. Proverbs 14, 16 says, fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Fools make a mock at sin, and that word means to laugh at or to play with. To laugh at or to play with. So the Bible says that fools make a mock at sin. They play with sin. They laugh at it. They think it's funny. They think it's fun. And it's not. I could stand up here for the next several hours and talk to you about people that I know personally that have been in this church, that used to be faithful, faithful servants of God, that, 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 that I looked up to, and then after I was done, probably every adult in here could come up here and spend hours telling you about people that they looked up to that once served God, that made a mock at sin, and now they are no longer in church. They had nothing to do with God. Their life is destroyed because they thought sin was fun, and they played with it, and you can't play with fire not expect to be burned. Do you know why preachers get up here and preach against sin? Because they don't want you, young people, to get involved in it and ruin your life. They want you to be able to serve God. They want you to have a great testimony. They want you to come out from among them and be ye separate. They want you to be able to be used for God. And so they warn you time and time and time again to stay away from sin. And yet, the warnings are not heeded. So many people get involved in sin and ruin their life. And very often, years later, they come back through those same doors. They sit down there and they go, if only I had listened. If only I had listened. But they were fools. They thought they knew better. They made a mock at sin. They ruined their life. And yes, they can be redeemed. Yes, they can be forgiven. But they can't erase the past and all the things that they did, all those regrets. God may forgive them and God may forget but you won't. And their testimony and their name will be scarred. And, their, and, the, and the level that God can use them will be lowered. Don't make a mock at sin. Oh, man, I just want to say that for just a minute. I, I'm so tired of seeing young people give their life up to the world and give their life up to sin. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired of seeing good, godly young people who are in here serving God, singing in the choir, have a desire to serve God, come down here and make decisions for God over and over again, go out to that world and give their lives up. I'm tired of it. There's enough of them. There's enough people living foolish, sinful lives. There's enough of them. We need people who will... Live righteously and holy and will love this word and love God's word and love uh, uh, preaching and holiness and will take a stand and say, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to live for God all the days of my life, no matter what kind of temptation comes my way, no matter what my friends say, no matter what my family says, I'm going to serve God no matter what. And, And whatever comes your way, you're strong enough and rooted enough in God to push it back and say, no, I'm going to serve God. But some of you are going to walk out those doors. Statistically speaking, most of you will walk out those doors one day. And you'll make a mock at sin. 
If you don't want to do that, here's the best way to prevent that. Listen to what is being preached behind this pulpit. Open up the word of God and read it. And when God speaks to you, listen. It's hard to fight wrong when you don't know right. And if you're reading this book and you're paying attention to the preachers that stand behind this pulpit and preach to you every week, you'll know what's right. Amen. Number seven, uh, in Ecclesiastes 5, the Bible says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Number seven, one of the characteristics of a fool is he doesn't keep his word. Raise your hand if you've ever come down here and made a decision for God. Raise your hand. You know what God expects when you come down here and you say, Lord, I'm going to do this or I'm going to not do this anymore? Want to know what God expects? He expects you to do that which you said. And if you don't, the Bible says you become a fool in his eyes. Now, who here wants to be a fool in God's eyes? Oh, man. I may be a fool in some people's eyes, but I certainly don't ever want to be a fool in the eyes of God. Come down here, you pray, man, a preacher preaches, God moves, the Holy Spirit of God convicts you, and you come down here and you make a decision, and you're on fire for that decision for like three solid weeks. And then right back to your old ways, right back to your old sins. Don't be a fool in God's eyes. If you're going to be serious enough in that moment to come down here and make a decision for God, keep it. Keep that and pay that which thou hast uh, vowed. And lastly, in this part, number eight, Proverbs 12, 16 says, A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth, uh, covereth shame. And Proverbs 14, 17 says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Fools act out of anger. Fools respond in anger. Who here's ever been angry? Yeah. It's one thing to be angry. You're allowed to get angry. Bible says, be ye angry and sin not, but fools respond in that anger. You ever seen someone with road rage? You see it all the time. Someone who's responding in anger. Husbands who are beating on their wives and their kids, responding in anger. People who yell and scream and are nasty, destroying their testimony, responding in anger. You're a fool. You're in school and something happens and you respond in anger. Just, you're, you're just stabbing your testimony to death. You're just killing it. Don't respond in anger. Are you a fool this morning? Do you doubt the existence of God? Do you hate instruction? Ask yourself these things. Are you a burden to your parents? Are you always right no matter what? Are you unashamed of your sin and just flay it open for everyone to see? Do you mock sin, enjoy it, play with it, think it's funny? Are you keeping your word when you come down here? Are you responding in anger? Those are just some of the characteristics. I don't have time to go through everything that the Bible says about foolishness. That's just eight of them. But the second part here, who can be a fool? <clears throat> who can be a fool? I want everyone to turn to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. <clears throat> my favorite book of the Bible to preach from, Ecclesiastes. Chapter 10, verse 1 says, Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom 
and honor. Now, I want you to notice who this verse is talking about here. It says, so doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. Now, I know a lot of people that I would consider to have that reputation. Pastor Shiflet is a man that I believe has a reputation of wisdom and honor. He's got the scars to prove it. He's been through it. The missionaries that we had here at our missions conference a few weeks ago, I believe are men who are in reputation of wisdom and honor. Brother Joel Haynes, who was here preaching for that missions conference, I believe is a man of wisdom and honor. But that reputation is not something that you get overnight. You don't just come down here, get saved, and three weeks later, four weeks later, you're known as a man of wisdom and honor. No, that takes years. It takes growth. You don't become a man or a woman with that, with that kind of reputation by accident. You fight for it. You work for it. You strive for that reputation. You strive for holiness and righteousness. You strive to be known for that. You get as close to God as you can. You're living right. You're shunning the things of the world. You're, you were in the word of God. You're faithful to church. You spend years serving God when it gets tough. You keep on serving God when there's battles and there's wounds and there's scars. You keep on serving God. And eventually, you become a man or, or a woman with that reputation. But then the Bible says here that um, a little folly can destroy that reputation. What takes years and years and years for you to build up a reputation, one of honor and wisdom and righteousness and holiness, one that someone would look at you and say, that's a godly man or woman, someone I could trust, someone I could go to with my questions about the word of God, someone I could ask, could you pray for me? Because I believe that person could get a hold of God. That reputation that takes years to develop could be gone like that with one foolish decision. Now, imagine that. Let's just use Brother Joel Haynes as an example. And this didn't happen. Just, this is just an example. He preaches all week. Oh, wait, man, just, we're all just so moved of God. It was, a, it was an amazing week. And then imagine one of the ladies said, man, you know, I'm, I had my purse sitting here, Brother Payne, and I, my wallet's gone. And Brother Payne goes back on the cameras and looks and sees Brother Joel Haynes take the wallet out of the purse and walk away. How would that? How would that change your opinion of him? How would that change your opinion? Everything he's lived for and preached, up until that point, he's been righteous and holy, and he, he had an effectiveness for God and a love for God and did things for God, and that one little move could absolutely destroy his name and his reputation and his ability to be used for God from that point on for the rest of his life. One silly mistake. One foolish mistake. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. So who can be a fool? Anybody. Pastor Schiffer could be a fool one day. Brother Payne could be a fool one day. Frank Bell could be a fool one day. Mrs. Barron could be a fool one day. Ms. Grant, anybody in here. I've, I have looked up to uh, Brother Burner here for years and years. I was here when he was here the first time. Always looked up to him. He and his family, faithful serving God. And I called him one time when they were in Wisconsin just to, I just missed them. Got an update. And then a couple of years later, they come back and they're here, still faithful, kept their testimony. You know, while he was in Wisconsin, he could have done one silly thing and ruined his testimony and killed his effectiveness for Christ, not be able to be used here like he is now. And that goes for every single one of us. Who can be a fool? 
any person on the planet. It doesn't matter what you're known for. It doesn't matter what your reputation is today. It doesn't matter all the things that you've ever done for God. One decision can kill it like that. We can spend hours going over great men of God whose names and reputation have been destroyed because of one bad choice. That's a warning, young people. Live carefully. These things that are preached aren't preached for no reason. They're preached for you to take it and to learn and to grow and to walk out of these doors and live a life of separation and holiness in a way that God can continue to use you. Don't waste what you have been given. And so what is the solution here? How can I not be a fool? How can I prevent it and how can I spot foolishness? Proverbs 4, I think, gives the greatest answer here. Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Every verse that I read earlier, when it talked about fools, it always gave a contrast to somebody else. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. It says a wise son maketh the glad father, but foolish but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother, and so on and so forth. It's the opposite. If you don't want to be a fool, be wise. Be wise. Listen to the preaching of God's word. Surround yourself with people who love God because the Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. If you were going to be a young person, a teenager, elementary school, whatever, who serves God, you were going to have to surround yourself with people who love serving God. If you're hanging out with people who hate God and they're full of sin and they're doing things that they're not supposed to, you are not going to succeed for Christ. You have got to cut them out and surround yourself with people. But I have so many friends. I'd rather have one good, solid, godly friend that I could go to and know I'm going to be sharpened and be able to be used for God and be motivated to to draw closer to God and to get sin out of my life and to have 50 friends who would draw me away from the things of God. Period. Be faithful to church. Say, my parents don't come. Beg them. Plead with them. Do what you have to do. Get here. Be faithful to the house of God. Now, this one is going to shock you. And I say this every message that I preach. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. I said, Brother Frank, I know that one. I know. But most of you in here aren't doing it. Most of you aren't. Every day, wake up, get on your knees, pray, beg God to do something in your life. Beg God to protect you. Beg God to keep you from being a fool. Beg God to allow you to be wise and walk circumspectly and then open up the Bible and let him teach you how to do it. It's that easy. Show up to teen events. Be involved here and hate sin. Psalm 97.10 says, You that love the Lord, hate evil. Hate sin. Hate sin. And learn to do all of these things so you become a man or a woman in reputation of wisdom and honor. Be known for your holiness and righteousness and your love for God. Draw close to God. Read this Bible and learn so you're able to spot foolishness. Because here's the problem. A lot of times fools are surrounded by fools and none of them know that they're fools. 
because there's no one there to tell them that they're fools. And that's a recipe for disaster. And sometimes somebody with some wisdom and some discernment needs to come into a situation or a group of people and say, hey, you're all a bunch of idiots. You're all living wrong. And fix it. Would you be that one? When I was an EMT years ago, there was a, uh, one of the uh, paramedics that I worked with. His name was Andy. And Andy was a big old goofball. Loved working with Andy, but he was a phenomenal paramedic. Phenomenal. Well-educated. He was serious business when we were on, on a call. And he gets a call one day to go to, to one of the public schools. And there's a girl having a seizure. And she's, you know, you don't just arrive. He has to get in his car or his, uh, his uh, SUV and drive. He, it, it took him about 15 or 20 minutes to get there. And he, uh, he, he gets there and he walks into the room where the girl's having the seizure. And, and she's still seizing. And he walks in, puts the stuff down, and he goes, And the school staff goes, aren't you going to do something? He goes, yeah. As soon as she stops wasting my time, and all of a sudden she stops, she opens up her eyes. She was faking it. She was faking the seizure to get out of school. She had everybody around her fooled. But when somebody with some experience and some knowledge and some wisdom walked into that room, he, he wasn't fooled for one one hundred thousandth of a second. He walked in, set his stuff down, and went... Everyone's looking at him like, why aren't you doing something? Because she's wasting everyone's time. This is fake. She's fooled all y'all. She didn't fool me for a second. How many of you would be fooled by foolishness and sin and the drag to go out uh, into the world because you don't ever get in the word of God? You don't surround yourself with people who would warn you and show you how foolish it is. Think of all you have here. Think of all you have here. And Here's what's awesome about here, and I believe this wholeheartedly, and I know none of you kids are perfect, I'm not perfect, but I believe in here, even in the youth groups, I think here foolishness stands out. It's not the norm. It doesn't blend in. I think here foolishness is what sticks out. If you're going to be committing sin and wickedness in here, you're, you're the one that's the oddball out. And young people, praise God for you and praise God for that. That's awesome. That's awesome to have a youth group and classrooms where sin is not the norm. It's called out, it's seen, and it's not wanted. But that is a very precious and delicate thing. And if you don't protect it and fight for it, it could be gone just like that. So my question to you young people, are you fools? Are you fools? And here's the really sad part is the man that wrote almost every verse that I read today. Wasn't, didn't just have a reputation, Solomon, of wisdom and honor. He had the reputation for wisdom and honor. He was the most wise person. And he ends his life not being the most wise. Having a reputation of wickedness, as the Bible would say, he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. After having a reputation of being the wisest man ever, being used of God and blessed by God in ways we can only dream of, he would end his life being known as a man who did that which was evil in the sight of God and being foolish because he surrounded himself with a bunch of wives who did not serve the God of heaven. And he would end up backing away from serving the God of heaven and serving and sacrificing all these other gods. He would become a fool. So today, boys and girls, are you a fool? 
if you are, here's the great news. You don't have to be. You can come right down here and say, God, I've been a fool. Don't be ashamed to do that. I've done that many, many times. God, I've been a fool. Forgive me. I want to be a man of wisdom and honor. I want to live righteously and holy. I want to live this book. I want it to be real. I don't want to fake it. I don't want to be a fool. Would you forgive me? So with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I want you to ask yourself, are, are you a fool? Have you been living foolishly? Is this thing real to you? Are you a heaviness to your parents? Do you hate instruction? Do you love the things of God? If you do, great. Come down here and ask God to help you keep that love and keep that fire. Don't be a fool in the eyes of God. Altars open. Altars open if you need to come pray while the piano's playing. If you come down here, I want you to pray. Don't play.